everybody. Live from all the places where we are currently at. I'm Kyle Lee, and this is the Create Radio Show. Along with me is our fearless leader, Jason Evans, and right next to him, Kyler Clapp. And over there, pressing all the buttons, not really knowing anything that's going on, producer Chris. How's everyone doing? We're doing great, man. That was the great. best. I think that's the best intro we've ever had, truthfully. I think it was the smoothest. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the smoothest. That's the kind of so. intros you learn how to do, not when you've taken broadcast one, but broadcast two as well. <laughs> that's what does it, huh? Broadcast two. Yes. <laughs> well, Kyle, uh, we missed you last week, man. We'll start off uh, just by asking yes. you, uh, how, how's it been? It's been two weeks. We've <sighs> It's uh, horrible. We Last we talked, we were in the midst of a possible insurrection. Um, yes, I had so much great content to bring last week, <laughs> and then last minute got told that I would not be allowed to be on the show, maybe ever again. But uh, here I am. So like the public school system's coming down on you for being on the show? Yeah, they, you know, they're trying to censor me, and they're trying to delete my account, my Zoom account, <laughs> and I said... You know what? I'm going to take this to the courts. He wow. said, take my won. Twitter and my Insta and my Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I don't have them anyways. You can That's have all my socials, said. but don't take my Zoom. Yeah. I actually, in the middle of all this uh, nonsense, delete officially deleted all my accounts. Oh, so we could snatch up Sir Happiness? Yeah, probably. Oh, wow. You better do that real fast. Yeah, could we run an Insta <laughs> for you? <laughs> Sure, why not? Yeah, just send us Make like- sure there's just plenty of cuss words and like uh, really, really hot takes. Yeah. A lot of comments by a touch. Yeah. We'll just edit your face onto like people like living normal lives. Hey, so like yeah. every aunt does on a their Facebook posts exactly. and news articles uh, that they get from the- That's true. Very deep web. I feel yeah. that one. The deep web. Like one that I saw a lady post like after the hurricanes a couple of years ago of very crudely photoshopped picture of Donald Trump like wading through water like carrying a child <laughs> posted as like legit like oh this is this was actually what happened yeah huh photoshop it's a dangerous game yeah well uh, Kyler how's your week I was good up until this morning up until this morning <laughs> yeah the lady across our neighbor across the street Excuse my French, but she's a hag. Oh, and wow, that's she's just she's just so mean in her in her yoga pants and with her lawn fountain, and she's given us a lot of trouble. Me and my roommates. Oh, sorry to hear that. Pretty cool. Anyone with a lawn fountain is someone I want to be friends with. (laughs) Why does that not surprise me? In turf grass. In turf grass. Yeah. Wow. So she doesn't have to mow or weed eat or any of that stuff. Wow. But she's all up in arms about your lawn. Because mm-hmm. we That's don't have turf grass. That's yeah. why she's in a bad mood. She hasn't been ever able to do any grounding. Uh, you think that's it? Yeah. She can't go out there in her sandals and take them off and just let her feet yeah, touch God's earth. Yeah, she's never felt real grass. Yeah. <laughs> what if she's allergic to grass? And get all those electric vibes. Oh, wow. Pulsing up from the core of the planet into her brain. I have the urge to walk barefoot now. (laughs) That's science, guys. It is science. science. In the cold. Are you being sarcastic or like... No, it is. It is science. It's Kyle. Why would I be sarcastic? Stay grounded. (laughs) I'm I'm grounding right now. I had specifically requested whenever they got this classroom, I said, okay, but where my desk is, you have to cut out the concrete uh, underneath my desk and just put a little patch of grass so that I... I don't wear shoes while I'm teaching because wow. you know, it's just restricting. Yeah. Same way, see, like, you know, if you're at, a, at church doing worship, if you have your mm. shoes on, are you really worshiping? Mm. Probably not. That's oh. a good question. Do you have an opinion on that, I Kyler? I mean, same thing here. We are also on grass. You just can't see it. Yeah. It's true. We've changed our camera angle. So yeah, it's because so. we didn't want people to see the grass that we're currently sitting on. <laughs> Chris, well, what about you? Have you had a good week? It's been all right. I also have some new neighbors that are... Very, they like to let me know that they're there. Ah, so yeah, I, I'm officially an old person because I want to hit the ceiling and let them know that hey, shut up. Oh, they live above you, they live above yeah. me. So, well, 
You know, neighbors are fun. Neighbors are fun. At least when you, you own a, a house, you, you have a clogging kinda... problem. <laughs> they do have a clog. Oh. The bus is stuck at the time track, so it's going to be a few more minutes. But he's waiting at the time track, so he'll be here shortly. Did she say he's waiting for the podcast? No, he's waiting at the train tracks. <laughs> the train tracks. <laughs> the bus is stuck at the train tracks. Oh man, school life. What a world. probably like a Rocky and Bullwinkle situation. How so? And Rocky and Bullwinkle, that's what uh, those bad guys, Natasha and Boris, always used to do is tie someone to the train track. Oh, I got you. Mm, mm. I got you. Come on. Sorry. What, what is this? <laughs> it's amateur hours, what it is, Kyle. Come on. <laughs> I'm really sad I didn't get to bring my life church takes last week, but. Yeah, I know you really had them on their 25th anniversary. Would you want to share a couple just because? No, I just said, mentioned to you that. In honor of Life Church's 25th anniversary, they uh, launched 25 new campuses in 25 minutes. Mm. Um, That's remarkable. Remarkable. And then I, I kept on going with my stand-up saying, well, you know, Life Church is turning 25. Uh, that's uh, one year for every one of Craig Rochelle's abs. Mm. And so, yeah. Now you're getting there. 25. <laughs> How? <laughs> because he's ripped, Kyler. That's the joke. I he's, know, but sh- he's shredded. Anatomically, I think you can only have eight. <laughs> um, I wonder if he'd I'm come not sure on if you've show. ever seen SpongeBob, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry you missed out. It would have been much more relevant last. Well, I'm week, counting but. the squares. It's a muscle group, so yeah, it could be more. That's true. Anyways, that's true. <laughs> well, hey Kyle, yeah, um, many as you pray to have. Yeah, that's true. During uh, the 21 days of fasting. That's how you build up your abs. Um, but Kyle, uh, let's move on. I think it's time for, for top three. Are you guys ready to do that? Mm-hmm. Top three. One day we'll get uh, real music. It. Yeah, one day we'll have real <laughs> real top three Maybe music, this but, week. Um, yeah, Chris. Maybe this week. Yeah, Chris. My <laughs> goodness, I'm so mad right now at Chris. Oh, man. Well, so take that anger out in your top three uh, ah, questions since top, you're going to bring the topic top today. Three. So what is your top three, Kyle? Okay. Obviously, I was prepared for this, but I came up with a good one as an audible for what I was going to do. Okay. And we're creatives, right? We're always doing creative things, which most of the time nowadays is on a computer. (laughs) But I feel like I'm not the only one that's like this. We still like to do things on with pen and paper. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? No. I mean, I yeah, I enjoy pen and paper. So I I am going to come up with my top three ink pens. (laughs) Guys, this is a real thing. Top three ink pens. I don't know any ink pens. If you don't don't know, maybe maybe it's a felt tip pen. Maybe it's a pencil. Okay. So writing utensils. Top three writing Writing, utensils. Writing utensils. Because you know you have a, a preferred one. Kyler, if you don't, then you're not a creative. You can get out. I don't know if she was offended by that or really shook or... I'm holding myself back. Wow, so you took offense to that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so top three writing utensils. So you don't... If you know name brands, then that's a Ty- plus. Oh, Dixon... Oh, no, what is it? Ty... Ty... Ticonderoga. You're talking about... Ticonderoga. Yeah. Pencils? Ticonderoga. Ticonderoga. <laughs> Number one. Yeah, yeah Dixon Ticonderoga. Right off the top of my noggin. Very good. And if you don't, if you don't get black, then what are you doing? Second one. That's right. What is it? Post Postmate. Postmates is that, the app. That is no, an app. No, no, no. It's post something. Look it up. It's a pin. Post. Like from the same company of uh, Post-it notes. Post. Post pins. It's just mates. Oh, is wow, it that mates? Was really loud in my ear. I have gloves on, quite so I can't uh, swipe fast enough. I know the pin you're talking about, and it's just mate. It's just mate? Or mates. Well, I'll go with my next one. Crayola crown, orange, color, macaroni and cheese. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so specific. Number three. That's great. A so, IBC, hang on, hang on. An IBC smooth liquid gel black pen. IBC, you mean BIC. BIC. BIC, same thing. Yeah, smooth liquid gel. Yeah. Black. Yes. Okay. Now everybody try to name okay. yours off for, as fast as mine because For you the can't. record, Post-it does make a blue felt tip pen that they call Noted. No, that's not it. That's not it? Nope. Okay. That's not Sorry. what she's talking. It's Paper Mate. 
paper mate. That's it. That's it. Paper mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have but my. It's not, the, it's not the felt tip one she's talking about. I know the one she's talking about. No, they have my favorite one. It's gray and white, and it's like fine. It's like it's like fine. Fine tip, it's, but it's like gel. Oh, it's my favorite pen. I only buy those pens. Pretty thick inside yeah, of there. You can see no, you can't see. It's gray and white. I'll look it up. Uh, that's a lame pen. Okay, Chris, you got yours? I don't know any name brands. I just know types. I don't know if I know name brands. I am quite impressed by that kind. Yeah. Seriously. So it can be These just a type of utensil, correct? Yeah, writing utensil. Okay. Number Number three... I will go with a pen. A pen? Yeah. That's number three. Yeah. Okay. Just, uh, you can't just do any old pen, Chris. Felt tip, okay, a, felt tip a ball, ink, ballpoint. Uh, ballpoint. Ball yeah, ballpoint okay. pen. Uh, number two. No, 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 no. Okay. Number two is going to be ballpoint pen. Number three is chalk. Chalk. I, did, I just like the how you can smear it. Um, okay. Yeah. Number one would be a mechanical pencil. Okay. Chris is really into smearing. I know, really into smearing. Do you have a preferred uh, uh, t- pencil tip width? Uh, is it 0. 0.7? 0. 0.07? 0.07? I think so, yeah. 0. 0.7. 0. 0.7. It's yeah. closest to yeah. the number two pencil. Sorry, we're not teachers, Kyle. <laughs> so. This is nothing to do with, I've had this knowledge for years. Yeah. Uh, my preferred writing utensils are a number three would be like a, a ink pen, like with a ballpoint ink, um, because I don't like the way it smears. And mm. since I'm a lefty, I, yeah, I write over mm. what I write, so it'll smear occasionally. What is um, uh, just a good old number two pencil uh, is is really nice. That's my number two. I don't have a preferred brand. Um, my current pen that I, my my current pen that I use daily. I don't know the brand of it, but I bought it at a local mercantile shop in downtown Oklahoma City. It's called a seven year pen, and supposedly it will it'll the ink will last for seven years before it runs out. So uh, my wife has one. She's currently in year three on hers. So I got one for Christmas, and so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Oh, it's wow. like outer space theme. It's got little aliens on it. It's kind of that's cool. cool. Yeah. That's cool. Maybe it's from space. Maybe Kyler. My the brand of my the BIC one I was talking about is called Atlantis Exact. Okay. The BIC Atlantis retractable ballpoint it's, it's pen Bic. with a rubber grip. Bic fine is the brand. Three count. Bic. Three count. You have to get the three count. You have to get the three count. <laughs> what about you, Kyle? Listen, you can't go wrong with the felt tip marker. That's Fine good. point. That's a good choice. Okay. All right. Paper mate. Flare. Use those every day. The second one, my second slot is a new pin that I just discovered. It's the Sharpie, but it's a pin. Okay. Not a Sharpie pin like what you're thinking. It's a Sharpie S gel. I have the same one in my amazing. bag. Uh, Chris has one. An amazing pin. I'll have to check that out. <clears throat> Speak so highly of it. L- lastly is a fountain pen. Been using this pen since second grade. <laughs> Why do I believe that? <laughs> so you refill it? It's refillable? Yep, refillable. Yeah. Dang. I've got two. Awesome. Well, uh, what we're going to do... Honorable mention. Oh, go ahead. This is Zbrite Bible Highlighter. Okay. Will not bleed through your pages. Wow. It's got a little end and a big end. Honorable mention... My glitter gel pins I got when I was 12 at Christmas. Nice. Good call. I've had this since my senior year of high school. Wow. You amaze me, Kyle. You really do. Um, you know, maybe when we have our, our first in-person gathering in 2021, uh, we may all bring our favorite pin and let the let the, the people in attendance decide. A pin museum. <laughs> have a pin museum. Kyle will bring his pin from the second grade. Triple honorable, triple honorable mention. This thing, it's an it's a monstrosity. What? That's what it's called. No pen, no pen should be, or no pencil should be flat like this. The pens that can be erased, those are good too. Yeah, they're convenient for sure. This has been top three. Well, I think that 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 was a good, challenging top three. I don't know if it was useful information, but join us next uh, week to see what type of scissors we like. That's right. Next week we'll discuss our top three scissors. But uh, guys, it's been a few weeks. Um, It was well before Christmas, but we actually have a guest today. So, are we excited about that or what? Yes, we are. Oh, that's scary. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yes, we are. Totally. Yes. Yes, we are. Um, we do have a guest today, so uh, let's just get right to him. His name is Josh Lowder. He's a friend of the podcast, friend of Recreate, 
And uh, Josh is a graphic designer who lives in Oklahoma City with his wife, Jenny, and their two kids. Uh, He's done all kinds of design work for churches and organizations literally around the globe. And uh, so we talk about some of his passions with design and what he's seeing in design trends here at the first of 2021. So let's just get right to it. Here is our interview with Josh Louder. Josh, thank you so much for taking time to join us. Uh, You are a lucky guest because today we're going to introduce a new segment for our guests. Isn't that right, Kyler? Sure. Sure. (laughs) This is kind of your idea. Oh, it was. (laughs) Sounds right. (laughs) One of our guests, and then also Kyler mentioned that by, we always ask the question, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and that that's a very uncreative question. Oh, whoa, whoa, Um, whoa. You said that. Oh, I did? I probably. Along with one of our guests. So Josh, you are going to be the first recipient of our new segment called, Who Do You Think You Are? Um... I just have some questions that I was going to ask. Who do you think you are? So we're just going to do some lightning round questions, and we're going to kind of this or that style. And so just first impulse, uh, gut instinct, what is your answer? You ready? Ooh, okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, number one, this is the easy one, dogs or cats? Dogs. Oh, okay. 100%. Wow, that was fast. <laughs> uh, number two, Marvel or DC? Marvel. Nice. Wow. No debate on that? None. Uh, probably not. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. Well, here's the next one. If you could redesign one recognizable logo, what would it be? Mm. Oh, that's hard. Uh, yeah, make you think on this one. Th- okay. Th- you might have me stumped. I, I would want to uh, try to rebrand Coca-Cola. Okay. That's a, is there a reason oh. why that one? I think I just want to see what a, what a Coca-Cola world would look like without a uh, a script logo oh, and cool. uh, mod- and maybe maybe branded differently. Just curious. Yeah, it's kind of a trip. Um, number four. What is the last really good thing you streamed? Uh, last thing I streamed. Uh, I just got done watching the um, the WandaVision stuff. Oh yeah. Do you have an opinion yet? Uh, I do uh, because uh, again, I'm I'm Marvel over yeah. DC, and I I kind of know a little bit of the comic books, um, and so I think it's pretty interesting so far. I really, I actually really enjoyed it, and really liked how it was how how it was done with the making it look old school, mm-hmm. but then uh, interrupting these the interruptions and the actors' emotions during those interruptions mm-hmm. were pretty cool. It kind of keeps you on your toes and makes you look forward to the next one. Yeah. Well, good. Well, good. Okay. So this is the last one of our, who do you think you are segment? And that is if you could visit one era of time, what would it be? Uh, The Christian answer would be biblical times, (laughs) but part of me would want to be like, would want to see, uh, like probably specifically the creation of the world. Okay. So the very, the very beginning. That's too scary for me. <laughs> would you, you would want to be hovering over the waters mm-hmm. with the spirit? Yeah. Just see God just poof great things and wow. lay them all wow. out. Josh, you're so epically minded. Uh, yeah, that is pretty epic. Always, I, always I think about, well, okay, if, if, I, if I'm honest, when the first thing that popped in my head was caveman. Okay. And then I was like, well, why do I want to caveman? It was just the idea of I want to, I want to see how the human brain just evolved and there was how things were created. So how did caveman decide to create fire or like those weird things like yeah. that? I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's cool. Well, that wraps up our first ever segment of who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? I'm Toby. Correct. Now down to business. Kyler has a real question for you. I really do. Okay. Um, what tools do you use every day for work? Because we know you're a graphic designer, and that you've been yeah. doing that for a while. So, what what tools do you use on the daily? Uh, so I do uh, Adobe uh, Creative Cloud software. So all the Photoshop, Illustrator, um, InDesign, and uh, I do a little bit of Premiere. And I am trying to learn a little bit of XD. Oh, what, it, what, what's your want in learning that? Uh, I, I, 
have met and gotten to work with a lot of uh, product design people and getting to see how code and design interact and work together um, has really kind of interest, interested me lately. Um, and so XD kind of allows you the freedom to design and it kind of creates the code for you. But to kind of see those two pieces work together mm-hmm. um, is kind of cool. Cool. That's yeah. super cool. Sounds great. Uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are like me and they see the XD and they're like, eh. Like, and, I, can't, yeah. I can't even use Canva. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, Josh, you uh, are given the credit of of creating our rebrand for the we're formerly the Create Initiative. We're now Recreate. And uh, if I remember correctly, you saw the mock-up logo I made, and you said, "Yeah, I can do better." Um, so <laughs> I didn't. I don't think I said that um, exactly. I think uh, it's honest. Yeah, it was honest. What's wrong with I, I that? Took, it's I took honest. no offense. I took no offense to that because I knew that meant that you would you would want to take it and run with it. So you created our new our new brand, our new image for Recreate. And I wanted to see if maybe you could take us through that process of of what it was like for you to design that logo and and see it come to reality. Yeah. So again, seeing what you guys created and taking what you guys had and I just felt like there were some things that could be tweaked as far as like balance and simplicity and um and things like that. And so I had already been kind of working on um, some branding projects for other people and um, kind of already in that, that vein of thinking and uh, working along um, the lines of what, of what people are doing in the branding world. And and so when I saw the the re and, and recreate and was just kind of, kind of inspired by um, what you, you guys had for it and what you guys, the meaning behind recreate. And so I just kind of, I took what you had and I just, first of all, I just kind of spelt it out and just put recreate. And for some reason that hyphen um, between re and create uh, stuck out a lot to me as an element to use within the branding. And the actual like first thing that popped in my head was just this animation that popped in my head of uh, of that hyphen of like you constantly zooming into that hyphen and seeing the the re inside that hyphen and then it would just keep like continuously zooming and the word recreate would just re keep mm-hmm. reappearing through that hyphen oh. and it's kind of this weird loop animation that played in my head and so I just thought along the same line lines of the icon or the logo. Uh, for the RE just being inside that hyphen. And of course, I, I took a cleaner sans font, Helvetica New, and played with the kerning and some of the letter shapes and also that hyphen and manipulated some of the, again, the kerning and adjusted some of the balances and spacing between edges of the shapes and came up with that RE inside the hyphen. Then when I th- think of recreate or re anything I kind of just think the a start of a new day mm-hmm. and I think that's when like the first any kind of idea I had about color palette just kind of started with the sunrise or sunset type of thing just the the idea of when you look at sun, when you look at that color palette a sunrise or sunset you your brain can think e- either one or the other so like if you look at a sunrise colors palette sometimes you can if you look at it Sometimes it'll also look the same as the sunset. And so just kind of the idea is like you don't know uh, what what's happening in the day, what's the end of the day, beginning of the day, but it's just, just the idea of re, restarting um, or the, the end of a day to restart something new. Um, and so, yeah, so that's kind of just the, a quick rundown of just the ideas that kind of popped in my head when I was working on it. And honestly, I, I didn't come up with a ton of like ideas for it I thought you got what you guys had was was clean and simple I just wanted to kind of just adjust it a little bit more and fine-tune it a little bit awesome uh if I can just ask one quick follow-up on that um as as a designer um when when did you kind of know with that logo or maybe other logos or icons um come to mind but when did you know okay I'm ready to send this to 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 us or to the client how did you feel that release to send it i don't think i did i don't think i had that <laughs> that sense of release uh because i think for me i'm a perfectionist so i always want to be tinkering with it and then at some point i just have to get other eyes on it 
besides my own. Uh, and so getting you guys to look at it and, and getting the, uh, the client to look at it and for them to see what their first response is and just kind of go off, go based off of that. Sometimes it's not the greatest response. Sometimes it's like, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, with this one, like specifically, I think it kind of landed on that feeling of, yeah, this is nice and clean and, and uh, we can roll with this. With other projects, I've I've had that feeling of like, I didn't like it. I gave it to the client, didn't feel like they liked it, but yet they were like, okay, yeah, we're going to roll with this, but it didn't feel hundred percent. And so you just kind of, I kind of have to learn to relinquish complete creative control at some point to, to know, Hey, what I've done is enough. And now it's, it's in their hands. It's, mm-hmm. it's whatever they want to do with it. Now they can do with it. Even if some, some, sometimes you do branding for people and then uh, you'll make a branding guide and you'll give them something and they'll run up, they'll run with it and they'll do something with it. And you're like, Whoa, whoa, whoa that wasn't necessarily in the branding guide, but you, it's long gone. You can't do, you can't do anything yeah. about it to change it anymore. It's not on, it's not my responsibility anymore. It's, uh, the client's responsibility. Well, that's good. What design trends do you see coming up in 2021? I know this year was a lot of like warp text and nature yeah. backgrounds, which was like a really cool, like, oh, what's a good word for it? Like collision, like they don't match uh, contrast yeah. there. Yeah. 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 So a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing is a lot of designers breaking from traditional constraints that we've kind of, for me, like going, I went to design school and you learn not to do certain things with typography. You learn certain things not to do with uh, shape and you work within these different constraints. And I think a lot of the designers now in, in 2020, 2021 are kind of going back to that expression of freedom and like that abstract expression. Mm-hmm. I, I've done a little bit of research in, in seeing like how trends kind of come back, come back and reappear in a different way. And so I'm seeing a lot of like what we saw like in 60s psychedelic like Mm -hmm. stuff and retro and pop and surrealism. And when those became um, really big trends of people breaking from traditional constraints, and I'm seeing a lot of that as the new trend Start seeing it a little bit in 2020, and I expect to see a lot of it in 2021 if people just breaking from those traditional constraints. And I, I definitely am already seeing a relive, like a reliving of that psychedelic yeah. um, look and and retro looks and futuristic pop, and even surrealism is being reimagined. And designers are bending the rules and creating new ones, and that's kind of the trend that I see overall designers. And I, and I think even going back to brand where you see like designers are, you see this abstract thinking. And when I think as, and you think corporate brands or you think brands as a whole, I started seeing a lot of brands wanting to feel more human and more authentic and using more elements of humanity and nature and, and home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you get, this in like so in design and culture and in church in general uh, in brand brands you start seeing this how can we have these abstract expressions of the human of and still be authentic and so i kind of see those being the new trends and expressions in 2021 that's cool yeah that is super cool that's cool. Uh, well, so I want to kind of ask the reverse of that question um yeah. about churches in particular we know that um Churches uh, often are late to the trend game, uh, so sometimes they'll uh, they'll be picking up a trend that you know is on its way out in the broader design world. Um, and so, with kind of that in mind, if we're if we're going to help out some churches, they may be holding on to some things. Is are there any trends or any design tips you would have for churches to say, hey, it's probably time to let this one go and uh, move yeah. on into another world? I think I would start with like the church in general, I think is actually headed in a great direction. I'm seeing more churches like start and grow creative teams than like, cause church, I don't think they're coming from a place where churches don't really have that. And so you like, they're having more effect on culture than they've ever had before. But I would say I'm probably not, I'm not a huge fan where, like the church is copying culture to look relevant or they're not like, 
they're not they're not changing it for themselves they're they're i guess by copying culture where they they've seen a fad whether it's in fashion or or music and they've completely just like seen an album album art and oh that's our art or they've seen a brand and they're like that brand oh that's our brand Mm -hmm. and i've seen like so like church just just coping with culture by copying it and not um and kind of I feel like they kind of lose their identity into culture instead of holding on to God's identity for their church and bringing about a healthy impact into their community, into the culture around them. And I think the same goes for, for churches copying churches where they've just yeah. seen the big church, the, 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 those bigger churches who, who have a noticeable impact into culture now, um, cause we're seeing a lot of those bigger churches who have those creative teams impacting um, culture and, I think we're seeing some churches wanting to copy copy their almost exact designs. It's not so much maybe copying the method, but it's it, it's just straight just straight up almost ripping the the designs. And, and I think they start to lose a, like identity for themselves as a church um, when they tend to do that. And so I would like to see the church find their own like each church kind of find their own expression for their community around them and move away from trying to trying to be this the skinny pant church <laughs> um, and really find their their brand their identity within their own community um, so that they can greatly impact it in the way that it's being expressed and so that it can fit within its own community that's kind of a broad <laughs> answer to that question I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anything like super specific I think you bring up a, a greater point just in the idea of you know finding ways to stand out and maybe it's not so much about following the trends. Um, yeah. you know, that are, that are global or international, but it's, it's about finding what, what speaks to your, your community. So no, I, I mean, I think you bring up a great point. We've been talking a lot about those ideas, um, you know, on the podcast, he's, uh, basically since the beginning of COVID, I feel like, but <laughs> yeah, I think it, uh, it's just something I've thought about more to just the, the churches that I'm constantly looking at, at for inspiration. And I have to even look at myself as a creative and say, Hey, like, make sure I'm not just like finding my identity and my inspiration, but learning the methods of, of what inspires me and incorporate those methods to find my own identity within that method. I don't know if that makes any sense, but, but yeah, just learning, learning those methods of creativity and how to create something and making it my own and not fall into the trap of taking what inspires me and just creating, <laughs> creating yeah. that story the inspiration instead of just letting it actually inspire me. That's good. Um, So you grew up, you know, I'm sure wanting to do something in the path of design, which probably led you to do design school. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So you probably had an eye for um, creative things, all that. What would you suggest to a person who's maybe been thrown into a design position who doesn't have the eye for it, like maybe some random kid in the youth and got thrown into, you know, making graphics for the youth group and he doesn't really have an eye for it? What would you suggest? I, I came from like a, a background of like doing some art. Um, some, some So like the basics of painting and drawing were kind of the starts for me into into even wanting to think about design but i would probably say start with studying the basics the the principles and elements of design i think those are always the 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 starting point for anybody um whether it be design or art um, because i think you need to learn all of those so from from learning color and lines and the shape like those 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 things that we feel are so, so minimal but actually have a huge impact to to balance and emphasis and movement and knowing what those things mean in a composition and um, in a in a design and not just studying those but uh, practicing those basics over and over again I think something that I even got stuck in was was I would practice those basics, but then I think, oh, okay, I think I, I've learned enough of those basics to try this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, sometimes I have to, uh, sometimes we think our own practice is perfect when it's not quite there yet. Yeah. And so really practicing those basics enough to where I, luckily I had people around me who could help me judge where those basics were in, in my own design. And so finding those people that uh, you trust that are around you that could be honest with you and, and 
as you practice those little basics um, of principles and elements, and then also learning how to find them in the real world. So um, start learning to have an eye for those, like having an eye for typography, having an eye for color schemes, having an eye for um, balance and movement. And so finding, finding, learning to have an eye for that in the real world um, to really draw even more inspiration out of every single thing that's around you because everything is designed. And then something that helped me tremendously from then, from basics to then studying the mistakes, studying the no-nos, studying the what the what not to do's. Mm-hmm. That's good. And so learning the things, learning those, um, what we kind of said earlier, what, what, what were those constraints, learning yeah. what those constraints were. And so, because then then when you, especially when you learn the, the what not to do is then you start finding the mistakes everywhere and you start becoming the biggest critic, critic of everything. Yeah. And I think that helps you find excellence in your work. So always uh, excellent in your design, excellence in your design and your work um, and helping you uh, make, making sure that you, you then kind of are able to critique your own basics in that way. Um, and, and going back to those basic things I said earlier. Um, and then last thing would be like studying culture, studying music, fashion, art, mm-hmm. um, those things that are transforming generations and, and then evolving what design is even is. And so, yeah, so study those three things, study basics, study the mistakes and study culture. I think those three things will help you develop a better eye for design. That's good. Um, just a couple more questions, but, uh, you know, through, throughout this last year, um, we've been living through an unprecedented time, <laughs> um, just personally, but, you know, the church is, is going through kind of an, a, a shift as well. And um, because of the pandemic, you know, churches were first, some churches were forced to move online for the first time. Some were forced to do something in a, in a new way. Um, as, a, as a designer, like, do you see any direct impact with how the church will have to use art or design in the church um, as we move forward into a post-pandemic world? Yeah, I think, I think it will only stress the importance, I think, of it, of art and design. Uh, I, I think, I think when there's a pandemic world, I think it brings out more creative, creative juices, more innovation. And so when, when, when we get squeezed by those limitations, our minds work differently. And I think in a different world, we all adapt differently and find new ways to problem solve. And I think culture will start to evolve faster because of that. And so I think the, the, the church will need to put more emphasis on art and design to, to uh, not only keep up, uh, but as also a place to to project in a new trajectory or to have any kind of influence into where and how the world moves in the midst of something that is squeezing the world and causing people to think differently, move differently. And so I don't know if that, that answers your question, but. I mean, yeah, it, it does. I, I just keep thinking something you mentioned earlier, but it's still doing it in your community's context. You know, it's finding yeah. ways to, to do it inside your community's um, situation. Uh, you know, but I think that's a, that's a great point just in the, the, the idea that we're going to have to figure out how to use those things so that we can project the gospel um, into this world. Yeah, for sure. Final question. Do you have any encouragement for your fellow creatives out here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gotta spice it up. <laughs> I would say don't be afraid of change or limitation. Let it force you to innovate and don't stop learning. Uh, you're you're never at a stopping point. It's probably been my biggest motivation is you're never at a stopping point. Always keep learning and let limitations force you to innovate. so much josh for joining us um great stuff if you're a designer or an aspiring designer um like i always say you hope you were taking notes yeah. with a big you Atlantis do always say that pen. Yes. yeah <laughs> with your favorite writing utensil <laughs> with your favorite writing utensil i can't i can't tell you how many times i've been doing just random things when kyler 
we'll just randomly say, I hope you're taking notes, like she always says. <laughs> Iconic. Well, it's true. She believes in note-taking. So I've yes. walked, walked past do. her desk, and she's got a pen and, and notepad there with all kinds of notes on just it. Just breathing. I track my breath. Yeah. <laughs> she just puts a notch every time there's a breath. I wanted to pose a question to you guys. Okay. Um, something, pose it. <laughs> something that I've been hearing, like, very influential pastors talk about just with everything going on but do you think the American church knows that we are living in a post-Christian nation and what are your thoughts behind that question slash statement Hmm. post-Christian nation do you think the church is aware of it yeah the church as a whole yes okay like or or aware enough can you like was it something you saw or was there a story anything that made or Kind of, could you give us a little context of what made you want to? Well, ask I just question? I listened to a podcast and the two, um, I guess one was like once a pastor, and then one guy was a like a cultural studier. I don't know what that would be. He studies culture basically. Like and a sociologist. Was, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Okay. And then um, they were basically talking about how we're living in a post-Christian nation. Okay. And that thought struck me weird because I was like. I just with a lot of conversations I've been having with, you know, different friends and family members and church members, you know, the way they're talking doesn't, they're not aware that like, we're not still, we're not mm-hmm. one nation under God. Like, although that's written on everything, that's not like how it is, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it, it, it makes sense. So our church is aware. Um, I mean, obviously, I, honestly, I think that, that that's still a challenging thought. Uh, like you mentioned, um, there are people who aren't even aware that that we're some people I think still are, are struggling with the move from postmodern or into postmodernism, let alone post-Christian. Yep. Um, I, I used to teach a, a, a class, a training course about preaching, you know, in in today's modern world, and the the curriculum was a little bit out of date because it still talked about postmodernism. Um, and I'm like, I think we're way past that. You know, I think we've moved well beyond a postmodern world into that. But I think it's a hard, I think it's hard for people to accept Mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, especially if you've grown up in this country, um, and grown up with an ideal ideal that it is a Christian nation in general. I think it's hard to accept that it's not. What do you guys think? I agree. Kyle. My thoughts. I don't know. I, it's interesting you brought this up because I read from our pal, John Mark Comer, Um, an article the other day and he talks about statistically um, the United States was the least Christian and it's been at the beginning of the Revolutionary War and even compared to today Mm -hmm. and from that moment it kind of was on an upward trajectory to being more Christian until the 1950s and that's when it started declining again so it's an interesting question it is and I don't know if there's a a set answer. Like, I mean, I just, yeah. I think it's I mean, up obviously to, it's up to he each might've had more. I don't know what his like baseline was for that's, that's the hard part for me. Like what's the baseline for saying Christian nation, yeah. you know, um, other than the majority of the country identifies as Christian maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as I think we we're long, long past like the government upholding Christian mm-hmm. values, I mean, I don't think that is, I mean, I think that's been, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe close to a century. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, in that's, a lot of ways. That's what kind of brought up my thought too, because those same people were saying things like, you know, we have to stand up for our beliefs and, uh, you know, with the future of the way our government's looking, it looks like, you know, the church's rights are going to like start being taken away. Mm-hmm. And I just... For me, I was like, well, we don't live in a nation where the church is particularly favored. Like, it seemed like we were used to being favored. I I think one of the biggest challenges is for people of a certain age, there was a generation where, like, you went to church as a social construct. You know, so it was Sundays you went to church. It really was irrelevant if you believed or not, Um, but you went and I think the fact that that's not a social construct anymore, mm-hmm. I think we've, I think somehow, I mean, we, we've had a lot of conversations how we've mixed religion and politics and, and government and all that kind of stuff. But I think it, it kind of even goes beyond that as we've, we've mixed our social constructs with what 
truly being Christian is or being a yeah, follower we've of Jesus mi- We've is. mixed religion with like manners and politeness yeah. as well. And yeah, I think moral, that is a big, moral a big issue. Yeah. Um, you know, like church kind of morphed into this. Not only were you learning about the Bible, but you're learning how to be polite, learning yeah. how to, you know, cleanliness is next to godliness, which is, that is just totally made up, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... I think that's the generation you're kind of speaking of. Like you went to church to not just learn the Bible, but to learn how to be a functioning uh, society member. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like a proper member of Mm -hmm. of society, your society. Yeah. Yeah. It poses the question that your favorite band, Kyler, Gable Price and friends says, um, can you tell the difference between the kingdom and the kingdom where you lay your head down? So you Mm. listen to the song. Yeah. I've listened to it. I told you I was going to listen to it. Isn't it good? It's great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> it's <right>. great. <laughs> well, anyways. Well, I just I liked it. We I, listened to it, and yeah, it's awesome. I kind of that kind of jogged my memory on what I was gonna say, though. So, like, to bring this into like a creative context, like to me, I think as creatives in the church, the biggest challenge we have is to tell stories and explain the gospel in a way that is explicitly for people who didn't grow up in church. You know, I think we, we so often we, we assume the stories that are being told or we assume the inference pulled from this one you know video that may be super abstract. But I just think that anything we assume about the way people will respond to a Bible story, we have to assume they don't know what that story is to begin with. Like, I mean, I think that that's part of being in a realization that we're in a post-Christian nation. It's not just about society rejecting you know, the Christian morals or ethics or even the religion itself, but it's just understanding that society doesn't know what those stories, they may have ideas of what those stories they are about, they think, but they definitely don't know them. Um, I was, uh, when I had, to, I had to speak this past Sunday and I was telling the story of Samuel being called by God and like, you know, I, I was speaking to a church of people who've been believers for a very long time. But I even like I just challenged myself to even tell the story in a way that that assuming they didn't know it. And, you know, I don't know if I was successful or not, but I do know like I had to make that effort because there could be someone in there who wasn't familiar with that story. And I think that's part of the realization of being in a post-Christian nation is that people just don't know like we assume they do. Yeah. Well, and there's so much left over like in our verbiage and stuff that is from the majority of people growing up, you know, maybe in church and I try to think of like, love thy neighbor, you know, that is ingrained in whether you're Christian or not. Yeah. Like that is a huge like statement, but because it was not ever maybe properly expounded upon or demonstrated by the church as a whole, you know, now you have the whole secular side of society trying to implement what they think that means to love your neighbor and go one step even further. Like, well, everything's love. If you're not loving, if you don't accept anything that I do, then that means you don't love all because of a, we wanted to, as the church, oftentimes we like to make the statements of what you should or should not do without any of the follow-up with our actions. Yeah. And that feel like that carries over into what we would call a post-Christian nation. Like you have these remnants of, Oh, that's rooted in Christianity, but, now it's just a totally different, means a totally different thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I think you hit that on the head. Um, well, uh, no, that was good. Oh my goodness. Did Kyler just get raptured? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Uh, actually I think it's, she was the one who posted the, the controversial question and then just decided she didn't want to have to take part in the, the conversation. Um, but no, Kyler had to, if I had to to be honest, if I thought any of any of the four of us were going to (laughs) go, it would have been you, Jason. I would have thought Chris, Chris would actually be my choice. I don't know Chris well enough, but (laughs) yeah, uh, I think her, her departure probably means it's time that we need to wrap up though. Um, yeah, we can continue this conversation on our B-Sides podcast. That uh, Tyler, if if there's podcasts in heaven and you're listening, <laughs> send me some lottery ticket numbers. Just let us know. Let us know how it's going. Um, yeah, just, just let us know. But uh, guys, do you have anything else you'd like to add to this before we wrap up? Stay classy. Stay classy. Uh, as we get out of here, I do want to mention that we are calling all of our Recreate friends uh, – 
to join us in creating content for our website. And uh, if you go to our website, recreateok.com and go to the contact us page, uh, just give us your name and email and uh, tell us, we. I want to be a contributor. I want to help write blog posts or I want to help re- create how-to videos or demo videos. Um, just let us know and we will reach out to you because we are really wanting to make our website a place for resources. Um, so uh, take part in that. Let us know and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give you the opportunity. We'll give you the mic, so to speak. And uh, so uh, join us. We, we, we can't wait uh, to hear from you. And then we mentioned this last week and we'll mention it again. Don't forget, we are going dark on social media in February. And uh, we are challenging you to do the same thing, to give up all your social media uh, for the month of February, your personal accounts. We know you may have to work uh, your church accounts and things like that. But personally, uh, just give up social media for the month and to, to help ease those cravings and to maybe uh, even help you focus your heart on the Lord. Uh, we've created a 28-day prayer journal uh, that's on our website. Just if you go to recreateok.com, uh, it's right there at the top. And uh, what this is, is 28 Psalms, one Psalm for every day with prayer prayer prompts uh, that you can read through. And we challenge you to do that and join us with it. Uh, you can grab that free download uh, just there on our website. But uh, let's go dark on social media. We've been talking a lot about yeah. it. Is that um, called uh, 28 Days Later? It's called 28 Days Later. I think everyone becomes a zombie later. That would be a, a great <laughs> title for that and get some people maybe just accidentally onto it. Yeah, without. Uh, that's true. That's true. We should we should look into that. But um, but we do hope you'll join us. Uh, I think it'll be a, yeah. a good challenge. And I mean, if you've listened to this podcast long, you know that the, the three of us, Chris has not been super vocal. But the three of us, at least, uh, we're, we're pretty much off the social media train, except for its necessary evils, um, unless you're Kyle and you're 100% off of it. But Yeah, delete it um, for February and then just never re-download it. Yeah, well, I, I think the challenge is is you may realize uh, either, A, how much time you spend on it that you don't need to, or B, really, that you don't you don't need it as much as you thought you did. So um, take us up on the challenge. Go to recreateok.com, and you can download the guide, and uh, we look forward to it. And then uh, just real, real quick before we get out of there, get out of here, we were talking today. Um, we are shooting for some kind of in-person gathering in the month of March. And so it'll be here before you know it. We'll have more details coming soon. Hopefully, uh, we're still keeping an eye on on the pandemic and, and everything that's going on with that. But but we do hope uh, to meet again in March and it'll be COVID, as COVID safe as we can make it. And uh, but we, uh, we've, we've got some good ideas that are, are challenging for us as creative. So uh, we hope you'll you'll join us and stay tuned for more details. But uh, guys, uh, Kyler, it's always a pleasure. And uh, we hope you have a wonderful evening. Kyle, do you have any last words for today? Free Joe Exotic 2024. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. Uh, Free Joe Exotic. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new day as every day with the Lord is a new day. So uh, take care. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.